Good morning, and welcome back to the Everything Bagel Podcast. My name is Mitchell. I am your host. One time in uh, when I was a, a little kid, I ate a candle, and I'm here to host your podcast. And uh, usually we have Ethan as well. He's a co-host. He's a goat, but he has a work thing tonight. And I realized, oh man, it's Tuesday night. I got to record. He is unable to, so you're just stuck with me for this episode. But uh, I have some fun things planned, and I've been sitting here for a little while trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? The answer is probably not much, but if you're here and a fan of the podcast, chances are you're not expecting anything crazy. You're just expecting some good chill times, kind of forget cares of the world, and listen to couple dudes talk. Well, today it's just one dude talking. So here's what I'm thinking I'm going to do for this episode. I want to talk through some just dubs of the week. Um, Had a a good week, some good stuff. Secondly, I do want to do like a 21 Pilots song, excuse me, song challenge, maybe like Colony House song challenge. Just some of these bands that I know really well. See if I can identify, oh, excuse me, identify their songs like really quick. I just think that'll be fun. Maybe it's just fun for me. I don't know. But, um, and then third is, uh, I just have a random topic generator going to see if anything interesting happens. So, uh, let's get strapped up to go. Um, and please, please keep your arms and legs inside of this podcast while you're listening because otherwise things are going to get dicey and you're going to regret it. So, uh, Roll the theme music. Hey, welcome back. Uh, fun stuff. I just recorded like 10 minutes of random stuff and then my computer crashed. And honestly, it's probably better for the world to not have that uh, on this podcast. It wasn't anything bad. It was just kind of weird. Um, I did go into a monologue, and I'll kind of redo it because I thought it was pretty good, about how um, one of my dubs of the week is eating a lot of PB&Js, and how I'll kind of like meal prep a PB&J late at night, and by meal prep, I mean, I'll say, I'm probably going to be hungry in the morning, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and eat a peanut butter and jelly. Um, Nope, (laughs) I said that wrong. Well, I mean, who am, who am I kidding? I will make a PB, PB&J. Maybe, I'll probably make like one and a half. You know, eat the half and then put one in a Ziploc bag, throw it in the refrigerator, uh, keep it there all night, and then in the morning, grab it, eat it on the way to work kind of thing. Great system. Great system. And um, anyway, I was thinking about how PB&J is just also very nutritional. Um, peanut butter has... A lot of protein in it, you know, just good for your body, um, helps you uh, probably run faster. I would say jump higher. Um, I would say grow faster. Um, you know, it's kind of like the pe- peanut butter is kind of like the new milk. You know, you want that peanut butter mustache. Um, uh, so, yeah, th- that's great. The, the jelly is made of uh, fruit, which is awesome. Um, the bread is made of wheat. And these are all coming from the earth, from the, the ground. And uh, here's what happens, is that you create a PB&J out of these three things. Um, wheat, fruit, and a peanut. After this, you uh, grow as a human. You become a better person. 
and uh, you know it strengthens strengthens your amino acids. You know, and they tell you in science those are the building blocks of the cell. I think. Uh, you take my word for it. Cells are obviously the building blocks of uh, organs. Organs are really kind of the building blocks of your body. Um, which the skin apparently is an organ that makes me disgusted. Um, but then humans are kind of the building blocks of like a society and societies are kind of the building blocks of towns, uh, which are the building blocks of the earth towns are. Um, so it's really just a big cycle. Start with the earth you know, the protein, the wheat, the fruit, that creates amino acids, which creates cells, which creates humans, which creates uh, towns, which creates the world. And so it's just a whole cycle. So that's my dub of the week is the life cycle, the circle of life, as, you know, uh, Disney once said. Um, so that's probably my biggest dub is just freaking PB&J is awesome. Second dub, this one's kind of weird, uh, but truly is a, a huge win for me um is that i just moved into this new apartment a few months ago i guess it's not even a just moved in anymore it's like it's been a while um but there's this huge mirror in my bathroom and it's like rain for my rain for my toilet and for some reason and it, maybe this is too weird for a podcast but no i'm hearing what some of these people are putting on podcasts these days this is not that weird um, go to YouTube shorts and watch any podcast clip. They're saying the weirdest crap you can think about. Um, so I can just like see myself while I'm using the bathroom and that just makes me uncomfortable. So I bought this fake plant to put on my toilet. And so now I can't see myself anymore. It's great. Um, it's just something that I don't think as humans we were created to do. So I'm chilling with that. Uh, and then dub of the week three, is that I got a new couch and a new coffee table from my brother for free. And so that was a massive dub. Um, my old coffee table, if you were in my apartment at any point, pretty tiny, uh, really nice for a dorm, not so nice for like a adult apartment. So the new one makes me feel like a man. I love it. A uh, new couch, also great. So I'm just upgrading my life. I'm feeling good. Um, uh, number two, dub. Went to a wedding this weekend. Was actually in the wedding. Good friend of mine, Matthew. Um, and it was a good time. It was really fun. Uh, Matthew, if you're listening to this, um, you are on your honeymoon, so you should not. You don't need to be listening to a podcast. Maybe, honestly, besides kind of the, you know, cliche of honeymooning, I don't know what people do. I, th I mean, you know, in my uh, naivety, naive naivety is that a word like kind of my unknowingness um i've kind of always thought like you don't really like use your phone that much you try to not i don't know i just feel like you kind of just hang out with your you know spouse but i guess you're still human you still sometimes just like want to listen to a podcast but you're on your honeymoon i don't know the answer to that but matthew if you're listening to this on your honeymoon personally i think it's a little odd but man i mean you do you i mean keep listening helps us with our numbers probably helps us get recommended maybe to people on podcast app but um yeah if you're listening to this just i didn't want to make you feel bad but i was like fairly sick during your whole wedding uh the night before 
So the night before the wedding, we were hanging out at an Airbnb, and it was just super windy, like incredibly windy. It was like negative temperatures basically outside, super snowy, um, real wild outside. And we were staying in the basement of this like winery, basically, and they had a nice like basement um, with, you know, nice seating area. Uh, a couple bedrooms, a nice, like, uh, kind of home theater with these really cool uh, recliner seats that were super comfortable. Um, I actually slept in one of the recliner seats. It was great. Um, but, yeah, I was pretty out of it after we went to bed. It was, like, 2 a.m. We had just played poker for a while. Um, by the way, I'm not good at poker, but it's so fun, like, just saying that you're bluffing about everything. Um I feel like I was really feeling it. I was really in the zone playing poker. Um, and it wasn't for actual money. So, like, I didn't actually have to be good. You know, I wasn't losing out on money, which was great. Um, but it was super fun. Just, like, you know, somebody would... Uh, I'm trying to even think of an example. It was, I mean, it was, like, 1 a.m., so everything's funny. Um, it was a great time. Went to bed. As soon as I got in bed, I was like, crap. Like, I'm definitely fevered up, you know? It's one of those things where I get in bed and I have two blankets on me and I'm just snuggled to the max, just snuggled, just like completely, you know, hankering up in this blanket and uh, I'm still just freezing. I feel disgusting, but, you know, just threw in my AirPods, noise canceling on, um, fell asleep and fell asleep hard. I mean, I was out all night, but apparently a couple of the guys, one of the guys brought a kite for some reason. And, uh, he thought it would be fun to go fly this kite at like 1am on this huge field. I mean, when you have a windy day and you have a field, like you got to go fly the kite. So I don't blame the dude. Um, but him and another friend, um, they went out and they were flying this kite. And, um, what happened is that for some reason, I have no idea why the owner of this winery is just outside of watching them at 2am 1am whatever fly this kite and decides to like i think join them so they're just flying the kite together and then his dogs are out there like running with them and i'm just like i woke up and heard about this just imagining the scene is wild so if you get bored this week you know you're sitting in a, in a meeting and you're like i don't know what this meeting's all about just imagine this scene of two 23 24 year old dudes 1 a.m just finished playing poker for three hours um flying a kite 60 65 year old dude uh winery owner so you know potentially has been tipping a few back um with his dogs just running with this kite it is pitch black outside pretty much um except for like the porch light but then it's also like 45 you know mile per hour winds you know two two degrees fahrenheit and uh yeah just a fun scene to imagine so that was a, a fun time uh the wedding itself super fun um yeah i i would say i'm like an introvert and not super like not incredibly social i can hang out i love hanging out with people that i that i love to be around that's great I can do that all day. Um, I realized, like, I can't. I love to just be around people that I love to be around. Um, 
And so like I can obviously make friends and, but it's just like more, uh, more socially exhausting. Um, and so this wedding, you know, I'm checking the guest list the day before, just like, wow, I know a lot of people at this wedding. Cause my friend Matthew, um, well-known guy at the college we went to. And, uh, so anyway, I show up at this wedding and well, I was in it. So I obviously was there, but people are starting to show up. I see a few people I know and just kind of like a fun mix mashup of like people that I was friends with in college and, uh, start saying hi to people, having some good conversations and, you know, a little while in, I've had a few conversations with different people just kind of talking through like, Hey, where are you at, man? How are you doing in life? Haven't seen you in a while. Um, you know, I look up and I look around and at that point I social battery was like draining pretty quick. And I realized there are 20 more people that I really want to say hi to, but like, can I, you know, is there time? Do I have the energy? It was like one of those situations, um, which is fun. And, you know, I'm blessed. I have a lot of people in my life that are, that are great. Um, but ended up just kind of being like a, Hey, how are you doing? Quick hug. You know, how, how's life going? How are you doing? How's work? Oh man. Good. Glad to hear it. Me too, man. Um, just kind of a quick, like small talky, man, I'm glad to see you or not all men, you know, I'm not only friends with guys. Come on. Um, but anyway, it was it was good. But really fun to see them. And uh, a good time. Fun to see people, people get married. And uh, yeah, so just some dubs all around. I had written in my notes just wedding shenanigans. Um, it's just fun hanging out with guys. And uh, just hearing some of the wild stories that you know, it was like some guys still in college, some guys a few years out of college. And, um, one of my friends is like a dad, <laughs> you know, I am not a dad. It's just like a whole range of people, but all guys. And it's just fun, funny to get a group of guys together. Um, some of the things that people will say out loud are kind of shocking, but a good time. So, um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so that's that's step one of the podcast. Step two, I was going to share. I am not going to lie to you. I can't even remember what I was going to share. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I honestly don't know if this is allowed for a podcast. I am going to literally just watch an episode of Jeopardy on the podcast. It's going to be awesome. So let's go ahead and do that. This is... Jeopardy! I'm your host. Uh, I'm not your host, but I just had to play the theme song and now we'll get into the episode. All three of you, let's get right into the game. With these categories in the Jeopardy round, we begin with an old favorite, World Geography. Then we have, here we go, 1980s Pro Wrestling. I love Jeopardy. Followed by A Matter of Law, Hats, in other words, Our Feathered Friends, and finally, major key alert with K-E-Y in quotation marks. Andy, start us off. Uh, I'm going to see how many of these I can get. And uh, usually I don't get that many. But if there's a good category, I'm good to go. So we'll see. World geography for a thousand, please. Ancient geoglyphs of animals and figures known by this name were etched into the arid Pampa, Colorado, plain of Peru more than 2,000 years ago. Hieroglyphics? Andy. 
What are the Nazca lines? The Nazca lines is correct. Sheesh. Uh, world geography for 800, please. In 1889, a climber said this African mountain was 19,833 feet. Measurements have been shrinking it ever since. Andy. What is Mount Kilimanjaro? Correct. Nice. Andy. One. A matter of law for 800, please. A lawsuit that's dismissed without this can be refiled. With this means it can't. Katie. What is prejudice? Yes. A matter of law 600. Chapter 12 of this federal code covers its application to family farmers and family fishermen. Katie. Uh, licensing code? No, I'm sorry. Andy or Sharon? That's the bankruptcy code, no. not chapter 11, but in this case, Dude, chapter law 12. stuff Katie. is not my category. Uh, cats, in other words, for 800. The country with Volcan Baru as its highest point. Uh, Brazil. Andy. What is Panama? It's a hat and a country, yeah. World oh, hats. Dude, I'm dumb. Why this am I playing Jeopardy? This archipelago nation is home to more than 100 active volcanoes, including Mount Bromo. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's pretty. Andy. What is it? Indonesia? Yes. Uh, world geography for 400, please. The largest desert in Asia at about 1,200 miles long and 600 miles wide. It has a name from Mongolian. Goji? Waterless place. Goji Desert, is that? What is the Gobi? You're right. Gobi. Oh. Uh, hats Gobi. for a thousand. That a stinks. tin or container for tablets or lozenges. Katie. What is a pillbox? Yes. Wow. Uh, hats for six. A type of cork or kind of toy. Tick? Those are both tops, like a top oh, hat. Dang it. Uh, feathered friends for 600. For decades, these songbirds were employed in mining to like detect toxic gases. Ooh, canary. miners were overcome. Canary, okay. right? What are canaries? Right. Literally reading a book Feathers today, they talked about that. Many North American lakes are named Crazy. for this bird. In 1892, President Harrison stayed at one in the Adirondacks and heard the bird's mad laugh. Andy. What is a loon? Loon lake, yes. Mm. World geography for 200, please. Formed at the end of the last ice age, this sea includes the Gulf of Bothnia in the north and the Gulf of Gdansk in the south. Katie. What does the Balkan say? No. Andy. What is the Baltic Sea? Yeah, Katie, yeah. we're so close. Um, 1980s pro wrestling for 600. This hold did rock when Rick Nature Boy Flair made Ricky Steamboat sleep like a baby in a classic 1989 match. Sharon. What is a cradle? That's it. Ooh, Sharon on the block, dude. Come on, Randy Sharon. Savage went by this nickname. Also the first top 40 hit for the village people in 1978. YMCA? No way. What is Macho Man? Oh, Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, major Keeler for 800, please. Ken, you dog. A detox or rehab facility is a safer and more lasting way to quit an addiction than this one. Cold turkey? Katie. What is cold turkey? That is correct. That's... Brings you to 2,800. Andy's in the lead as we head into our first commercial right. break. Back in a moment. I think that's two points for me. Not bad. Oh, there's literally commercials here. All right. Let's go for this. So Jeopardy is like a favorite of my family. Um, during COVID times when everybody was just vibing at home. And by vibing, I mean kind of being sad. Uh, we would watch Jeopardy every day. And it was like the best 30 minutes of the day for us. Um, I had never really watched it before, but turns out it's an incredible show. Just goaded show. Um, so it has become kind of a point of my personality. It's just watching Jeopardy. I'm not that great at it. Typically, my dad and I um, and whoever else is there, we can get usually anywhere between like 12 and 17 per round 
which is pretty good. I will say he is better than me at Jeopardy. My mom will often throw one in if there's somebody else watching with us. They'll help. But um, depending on the category, I can do pretty good. I really like the wordplay category, so we'll see if there's any in Double Jeopardy. Sharon, in your couple wins from season 39, you won around $35,000. What was your plan for the money? I had planned to buy a really expensive pair of Christian Louboutin shoes, but I decided not to. I did, however, buy some really expensive Beyonce tickets. <laughs> you could have done both, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon's awesome. To pay. Live your best life. Katie Facts. Palumbo from Emmawak, New York, is a museum membership specialist. Katie, you're a one-game huh. champ, but now possibly just a few wins away from the Tournament of Champions. Are you thinking about what that might be like? What does a mu- museum membership specialist do, do you think? What uh, kind of things does she do? Take a moment and talk to your neighbor about what you think that job is. Yeah, I don't know either. Let's uh, continue. I feel like you can't think too far ahead or I'm going to psych myself out. So it's just taking it clue by clue. I get this one, go to the next. Can't think beyond that. One clue at a time. I think that's the right way to play. Andy Terrell from San Diego is a political science and international relations professor. Last time you were here, Andy, I think you talked about your son, your family, who had beekeeping aspirations. Is that still going on? Yeah, my, my son is, is absolutely nuts for bugs, and I do plan that. He's still four, so for now he has a terrarium, <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. When he turns five, maybe we'll go full-on beekeeping, but he does want to become an entomologist, so I think it could be in our future. Five-year-old beekeeper. Wow. I love it. Katie, you've got control of the board right now. Let's get back in. All right, we got Andy, Katie, Sharon, uh, Andy at 5K, Katie at 2,800, Sharon at 600. I honestly, I think, I think Katie's going to take it. Um, I think it'll be close. So let's put some money on this. I'm going to go uh, write this down. I'm going to go Katie at uh, pull this up. All right, Katie dubs. She's going to get up, honestly, just to 9,500, 9,400, actually. Uh, she is going to get double jeopardy. Um, I think that Andy uh, is honestly, he's going to do all right. He's going to miss double jeopardy. Sorry, I'm so dumb. Final jeopardy. This is why I'm not on jeopardy. I've seen so many episodes, I can't remember. So he's going to miss final jeopardy. But he's still going to keep 46.50 at the end. Sharon, I mean, she's great. I think she's going to get Final Jeopardy. But at that point, she has such a low score. I think she's only going to have 1,300 points at the end. So see what happens. Make a selection. Um, let's do key for 1,000. It's the NATO phonetic alphabet code word that fits the category. It's tough because you had to get almost all the way to the end. What is whiskey? W. Katie, back to you. Let's stick with key for 600. Lester, the Longfellow Piggott, and Steve Cawthon, the Kentucky Kid, were these track stars. A different kind of track. Keyboard? They're famous jockeys. Katie? Well, this is not going my way. Jockey. Let's do oh, so, um, matter on. of law for a thousand. 
1968 ruling said this amendment's unreasonable search and seizure clause doesn't prohibit frisking of suspected criminals. What does frisking mean? Katie. What is the Sixth Amendment? Sorry, no. Andy or Sharon? It's the Fourth Amendment, in fact. Katie? Um, Feathered no. Friends for a Thousand. Answer there. The Daily Double, and it's a video clue. Katie, come on. Let me, Katie. Let's make it a true, true. daily double. All right, betting it all on our feathered friends. Take us home, Here's baby. Here's your clue. With a wingspan of about seven feet, Hawk. the largest eagle in the Amazon oh, is eagle. this species, named for foul bird-like women of Greek myth. Harpy? What is harpy? The harpy eagle, that is right. Yeah. Get all your money. Harpy, that's in, that's in Percy Jackson, right? Our feathered friends for 400. The rockhopper species of this flightless bird is one of the smallest and earns its name by bounding along the craggy shore. I'm going to go penguin. Andy. What is penguin? That's right. All right. Three, I think. Up, please. About the size of a billiard ball, the eye of this bird is the largest of any land animal. Uh, I'm going to go... Katie. What is an ostrich? That's it. A wow. major key alert for 400. That's a big eye. In His Girl Friday, Rosalind Russell defines journalism as peeking through these openings and stealing pictures off old ladies. A uh, keyhole. Katie. What are the keyholes? Yes. Four. Uh, major key alert for 200. It's also called a love bite. Katie. What is a hickey? That's perhaps it's Jeopardy debut. Yes, what is a hickey? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to hats and other words for 400. Boil an egg this way if you want a solid inside. Andy. Hard. Um, what is soft-boiled? No. <laughs> Katie or Sharon? Smarter than Andy. For a solid inside, it needs to be hard-boiled, like a hard hat. Yeah. Five points. Back to you, Katie. Uh, let's do, finish up hats in other words. A vaquero is a type of one. Andy. Four. Is a cowboy hat? Yes. <sighs> uh, pro wrestling for a thousand. Man. Time to get rowdy. This wrestler, who was from Canada but had the right ancestry for the get-up, hit the ring in a kilt. Uh, Scottish. Andy. Roddy Piper. Yes. Right. Uh, pro wrestling for 400. Better get ready, brother. This alliterative WWE legend who flexed 24-inch pythons played Thunderlips in this, Rocky III. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Katie. Who is Hulk Hogan? Yes. Five. A matter of law for 400. It's the kinetic term for a litigant's request to a judge for a decision on an issue. Katie. What is a motion? Yes. Hmm. A matter of law for 200? From Latin for to let in, it describes evidence that may be considered by a judge or jury. Katie. What is admissible? That's it. And the final clue in 80s pro wrestling. In 1987, a reported 93,173 filled Michigan's Silverdome to see the third wow. holding of this crazed event. Andy. What is WrestleMania? WrestleMania 3, that's right. You have $6,400, but Katie's making a run Dang. at your lead. Sharon will select first in double jeopardy. And that begins right after this. Wild stuff. So I think I got five. Not not great. But not terrible. So again, I'm really curious. Is this is this allowed? You know, to just show a whole episode of Jeopardy on here? I don't know. Double Jeopardy starting though, let's go. And these six new categories. At the far left, 20th century Americans. Then half a category, followed by ballet. TV cliffhangers, authors as book characters, and then finally, rhyme time. I like rhyme time. Sharon, what do you like? Great category. Um, TV cliffhangers for 1,200. TV categories Season are good, Season one of this series ended with Jack and Locke looking into the hatch that Locke had just blown open. Katie. Gillian what Bob. is lost? Yes. 
TV oh, cliffhangers for 1600? Come on. This Apple TV Plus show employed a time jump to 2003 and the reveal that a NASA director was now in Russia. Andy. What is For All Mankind? Correct. Um, author says book characters for 1200. Part of Becoming George Sand details her relationship with this equally brilliant composer. Sharon. Who is Chopin? Yes. Uh, author says book characters for 1600. Answer there. It's a daily double. Uh, fifteen hundred. All right, fifteen hundred at stake. Authors as book characters. Vanessa and her sister by Priya Parmer refers to Vanessa Bell and this literary sibling. Who is Virginia Woolf? That is correct. You have thirty-three hundred now. Uh, authors as book characters, two thousand. This Nobel-winning Mexican poet is a character in the metagraphic novel Fantomas versus the Multinational Vampires. Katie. Who is Pablo Neruda? Sorry, no. Hmm. Andy or Sharon? Neruda's Chilean, sadly. This is Octavio Paz. Back to you, Sharon. Authors as book characters, 800. In Ellen Meister's Dorothy Parker Drank Here, the plucky title scribe literally and wittily haunts the halls of this hotel. Katie. What is the Algonquin? Right. Uh, Rhyme wow. time for 1600. Mallet noise. Andy. What is hammer clamor? Correct. Gosh. 20th century Americans for 1200. So smart. The answer there is the other daily double, Andy. So smart. These people are geniuses. It's crazy. I'll wager 5,000. All right. Here's your clue in 20th century Americans. Mario Savio led the 1964 free speech protests at this California university and protested Sonoma State fee hikes late in his life in 1996. What is the University of California at Berkeley? That's a good guess. It is Berkeley, yes. You extend your lead. Uh, 20th century Americans for 1600. Wow. The second armored, Hell on Wheels, was the first army division commanded by father and son. This general in 1940, and George S. IV in 1975. Andy. Who are Patton? Yes. Uh, 20th Century Andy. Americans for 2000. Brought back to his place in history by a 2023 movie, he was the main organizer of the March on Washington. Uh, W.B. Du Bois? Perhaps? There's a new biopic of Bayard Rustin. Oh, Andy, you saw close. 20th Century Americans for 800. Maybe close. Not Mr. Fortune, but this late flamboyant publisher of a major business magazine is seen here. Sharon. Who is Forbes? Yes, Malcolm Forbes. Uh, half a category for 800. Ng was half of the conjoined twosome who, in the 19th century, were billed as this pair. Katie. Who are Chang and Ng? Can you be more specific? Chang is the other... I'm sorry, no. Andy. Or Siamese twins. They were billed as Siamese twins. I gotta say, Jeopardy is, like, pretty tight. Like, they got it locked down. But sometimes there's just a little awkward moment, and I can feel the tension. But Ken's good at kind of relieving that. So, it's kind of fun. Yes. Um, Half category for 1,200. Abe Lincoln once declared that the U.S. government cannot endure permanently half this and half this. War, peace. Sharon. What is half slave and half free? You got him. Oh, uh, half a category, sixteen hundred. Makes a lot of sense. This armored military vehicle looks like a tank, but with front wheels. Called a half track. Sharon. Uh, let's go to ballet for sixteen hundred. 
In this 1912 ballet, the title satyr-like character is tantalized by the scarf of a lovely nymph. Sharon. What is Afternoon of the Fawn? No. I'm afraid it's the Afternoon of a Fawn. Mm. You select, Uh, Sharon. All right, um, ballet for 1200. Tempe de Poisson, a jump in which the legs are together with crossed feet and back arched, means time of this animal. Andy. What is the fish? Yes. Uh, huh. Ballet for 800. Oddly, Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf appear in the wedding scene of this Tchaikovsky fairy tale ballet. Uh, Nutcracker. Is Swan Lake? No. No way. No, Nutcracker is somebody what else. What is Sleeping Beauty? Back to you, Andy. Oh, what? Time for 400. Fast A man. labyrinth fad. Maze craze. A maze craze. Nice. Crazy maze. No, I'm sorry. Uh, what? Katie? What is a maze craze? Yeah, don't forget your phrasing. Oh. Um, TV cliffhangers oh, for 2000. No. When Picard is assimilated by the Borg at the end of season three of Star Trek The Next Generation, this first officer gives the order to fire at him. Uh, Spock. Andy. Who's Riker? Yes, he does. No. Uh, run time for 800. A random cursory look. Katie. What is an askance glance? No. Chance glance. Andy Sharon? Oh. She gave it to me. Close, but it's a chance glance. Oh. Andy? Prime time for 12 minutes. That's awesome. A flying feudal man-at-arms, tethered and held by a child, hopefully on a windy day. Uh, Katie. Gust. What is a night kite? Yes. Gosh, what the frick? Oh, kites. Uh, rhyme time for I was just talking about kites. A false taipan. Katie. Okay, let's pause. Try to figure this out. What is a taipan? What even is that? Is I'm just going to look this up really fast. I truly don't know what a taipan is. Taipan. A snake. Okay. A false taipan. It's a snake. So, a a lie snake. (laughs) What are false synonyms? Here's what's crazy. Some this person who just answered this question is doing this in 0.3 seconds. Uh, wrong, long, untrue, mongoose. <laughs> no clue, dude. I have no clue. I have no clue. Let's hear what the answer is. What is um, nope. Time's up, I'm afraid. Andy or Sharon? Well, okay, they didn't get it. It's a fake it. snake, Katie. Fake. Uh, TV cliffhangers for 800. In its. Are you kidding? <laughs> Freaking fake snake. Oh, gosh. I'm just going to have to sit on that one for a little bit. That's going to. It's going to lose some sleep for me. Fake. Wow. All right. Keep going. In season five. Season 5 mid-season finale, Agent Hank Schrader discovered that his brother-in-law was actually the drug lord Heisenberg. Ooh, Breaking Bad. What is Breaking Bad? Yeah, spoilers. Authors as characters in 400. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. In Dan Simmons' novel Drood, Wilkie Collins meets the perplexing title character while traveling with this author in 1865. Katie. Who is Charles Dickens? Right. Cliffhangers for 400? I gotta learn more about books. While repeating his wedding vows in the fourth season finale of Friends... Ross mistakenly Rachel. said her name instead of fiance. Hi, Ross. Take sure. the. Who is Rachel? Rachel. Yes. Uh, ballet for 2000. In a comic ballet, Coppelia is a life sized one of these, created by Mad Doctor Coppelius. Uh, doll. Katie. What is a puppet? 
Mm, no. Mm, no, Karen, doll. What is a doll? A doll is Karen Gillis. <laughs> ballet for four. I love getting those. Choreographing the farcical ballet The Bright Stream helped make Alexei Ratmansky oh. artistic director of this famed Moscow company in 2004. Mm, Karen, what is the Bolshoi? Right. Bolshoi? Uh, half a category, 2000. Thomas Hardy <laughs> rhymed, War is yeah. odd. You shoot a fellow down, you'd treat if met where any bar is, or help to this fractional coin. Katie. What is a hate penny? No. Quarter. And your Sharon? Kind of sucks. You'd help to half a crown. Sharon, two clues left. Katie's doing uh, bad. She's negative a thousand. During this show, seen by many on February 3rd, 2002, U2's Bono flashed his jacket's American flag lining. Um, Andy. What is the Super Bowl halftime show? That's correct. And the last clue. Oh. On May 21st, 1932, five years to the day after Lindbergh, she became the second to fly solo and nonstop across the Atlantic. Well, that's uh, it, Andy. Earhart. Earhart. Amelia Earhart is correct. Nice. Yes, you have the lead as we head into final. Katie sadly dipped into the hole late in wow. the round and won't be joining us for Final Jeopardy, but thanks for coming back for Champions Wildcard. Andy and Sharon, your category today will be Man. New Nations in Final Jeopardy. Back with the clue in just a moment. New Nations. Really thought Katie was going to get dubs on that one, but I was just way off. Just totally off. So, man, that's crazy. All right, let's go forward to the end. It was New Nations, I think, was the category. Let's see what question we're getting for this. Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry. All right, here we go. We're dealing with new nations in Final Jeopardy today. Here's the clue. In September 2023, the U.S. recognized two new nations in free association with New Zealand, Niue and this archipelago. 30 seconds. Good luck. So, oh, that's my bad. To be honest with you, I did not know what an archipelago oops, was until earlier in this episode. They talked about an archipelago, and it was a, I think, one of the countries north of Australia. What they say, like Indonesia? So, I'm trying to think, what are some countries up there? I mean, I could be just absolutely wrong. I'm thinking Malaysia. Oh, wait, it says within New Zealand. So, yeah, that's where I have no idea what's going on. So, don't judge me. If you know the answer, then go ahead and just lock it in. <laughs> just, uh, by All you have to do is just give us five stars on Apple or Spotify podcasts, and you're locking it in. So, there you go. What is, I hope he bet it all. <laughs> That's what you're banking on. <laughs> Points for strategy, not correct. You are going to lose $6,000. Man, I knew Sharon was just awesome. She's she's great. Kind of wish she could be my potentially grandma. Kind of, you know, somebody that I can go to her house and she just stuffs me with candy. Uh, that sounds weird. Let's keep going. Down to 100. But you can still win if Andy Terrell bets it all. First of all, what was his response? What are the Cook Islands? That is correct. So even if he bet it all, that was smart. and he didn't, 1,800, taking you to 23,600. Andy, you are heading to the semifinals. Well done. Congratulations. Champions Wild Card continues tomorrow. We'll see you then. Man. Wow. All right.
Oh, people who play Jeopardy are geniuses. And, you know, I think it's it's kind of a dream of mine to be on Jeopardy. But the problem is that you have to be just incredibly smart. Um, you have to know literature to the point where you can hear a character's name, you can hear an author's name, you can hear a plot line, and you kind of know the other points of it, you know? So, you know, the question is something about whatever whatever it was, and he knows that the answer is Charles Dickens. Like, he knows it. Um, you have to know Shakespeare really well. You have to know the Bible really well, which, TBH, I'm pretty good at the Bible. You have to know plays and operas and ballets. You have to know, you know, as we saw in this episode, just kind of general uh, court, you know, uh, law terminology. Um, you just got to know so much about everything. And then I, I do love those uh, like rhyme time-esque categories. Those are great. But you just have to be, you know, be able to think of them so quickly. Synonyms, antonyms, rhymes. Um, you just have to know the definitions of so many words. You know, like you have to know what a taipan is. Which I didn't know what that was, but apparently it's a snake. Uh, fascinating stuff. So, yeah, crazy stuff. I, I love Jeopardy. We'll see if I'm allowed to put this episode on Spotify. I don't know. Kind of fun. Um, I'm really hoping that Ethan is back next week. Uh, we did this once before where I, we did, like, solo episodes. It's hard, dude. I And it's also, like, why are people listening to this? Um... But if you listen to the end, which is now, thank you. Really appreciate it. And, um, you know, it, it does help when you're doing a solo episode and you play the entirety of a very highly produced and highly, uh, I would say, I don't know the right word here, but like um, it is created to keep your attention TV show such as Jeopardy. It's helpful when half my episode is just a full episode of Jeopardy, but um, you got to do what you got to do, and uh, you know, luckily, this podcast is simply for fun, and I had fun watching Jeopardy. Hopefully, you guys did it as well. So I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. I want you to just think about them. Um, first question is uh, just what was uh, the favorite part uh let me retry that let me go ahead and just circle back on that one uh eod what was the highlight of your week i'll give you a few minutes to think about it That's it. Uh, and then, what's something that you think would make next week great? All right, that's all I got. I just want to make you guys think. Um, for me, I'd say highlight of my week, probably the wedding, getting to hang out with just good friends. Um, 
today I went and played top golf, which is super fun with some of my friends, some of the dudes. Uh, yesterday, a couple friends came over. We just watched some football. Um, yeah, fun stuff. Uh, Saturday, actually, or Sunday, um, I went and played drums at a friend's church for a uh, like a memorial service for this lady named Vicky. Um, and we just played some bangers, like I Thank God by Maverick City. Um, we played Firm Foundation, I Speak Jesus, just some some bangers. Honey in the Rock. Um, and Vicky just sounded awesome because she was just like, she basically was like, hey, I love these songs. Can you please play these at my memorial? And so just full band, we just went for it. It was a good time. Um, she seemed dope. So shout out. I just want to honestly, this this episode goes out to Vicky. Um, and uh, yeah, rest easy for real. Uh, so thanks for just vibing a little bit. Here was part of my drums just to end the episode so hey give us uh five stars if you want um honestly if you want to like leave a voice memo there's a way to do that in the description of this episode and uh that would be fun we'll talk about it on the episode answer a question you have or whatever it is and so that's always fun um and uh, have a good night i don't know see i started this episode with good morning i'm saying have a good night and have a good week truly And uh, I'll see you next week with Ethan, hopefully. So, miss you, Ethan. Dingle, dingle, dingle.